So, dude, let's start off once again with the cheers. I mean, watch, dude, watch out for the ship, man. Cheers, cheers. buddy. <laughs> oh, leave it up to me. Mm-hmm. Leave it up to me. Like, uh, literally, three seconds into it, and you almost spilled beer mm-hmm. on the on the electronic controls, man. I've, I've got a bad track record at this. <laughs> I took a sip before we toasted last time. Yeah. I blame Wicked Rain, though, because you're usually pretty smooth. Yeah. I, right? I don't know what it is about this place. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's guys like this guy, Tony. Nicely. Like he's going to rope it off for us here. Tony, heck yeah. Just keep the crowds back, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> They're knocking the doors down, man. They're waiting, ready to come in. They do open in one minute from now, so yeah. uh, it is uh, Monday, February, tw- is it the 20th? February 20th, 20th, yes. 20th uh-huh. President's Day. Uh, Wicked Rain has all 40 taps. All 40 taps are Arizona beers from 23 different breweries that's incredible so man. an absolutely loaded list like yeah a great spot to be as we're celebrating arizona beer week to come down to you i mean you could try something from all over the state i mean you can this is one-stop shopping for sure for sure and it was i think it was a little you know they enjoyed it but also they're you know they're the pacific northwest folks they got some beers on tap that for me i was like oh man wonder what new ipa they got from stoop and i know they have them in cans yeah uh but uh you know uh, I, it, it goes against, I almost say it goes against the brand a little bit, but you know, this is a Pacific, yeah, it's Northwest. A Pacific Northwest one. And, yeah. um, but what they do a good job of too, is like you'd mentioned stoop. I wasn't familiar with stoop until I came in here and they had done the collab beer yeah. with wicked rain yep. and a phenomenal beer. And it really turned me on to like the next time I came in, I saw a stoop beer that wasn't, you know, their collab beer. I was like, Oh, I got to have that. Yeah. And yeah. now they do have, I'm leading the day off with, uh, I already forgot the name of it, but it's a Renhouse American IPA. And he had mentioned what they tried to do with this beer was a little bit of a classic yeah. IPA, a little bit of a throwback the way they used to be made, Pacific Northwest beer, yeah, 9.3%. Delete it off on President's Day. Thanks for the day off, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 9.3%, my friend. That is, uh, you're getting the day started right. You're a teacher. Yep. You, are, you, you have this day off. This is it. I've earned it. Yes. You know? Hell I've yeah. I've earned this day off. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, Since 2015 is the name of the beer. Okay. Since 2015, yep. Um, Probably a tip of the hat to when they open. Yeah, well, it says we reach back deep into the archives for an old school Imperial IPA recipe, specifically the glorious times of 2015. Yeah, so maybe mm. when they first open. Um, but so does it have that? Because I picture then like the oh, yeah, it's, like the what is it the the Pliny yeah kind of mm-hmm. yeah, yeah a little bit of the Pliny definitely um, the IBU scale a little bit a little bit higher but yeah, it's like I love something. it and you know Tony had mentioned he's like you sure you want to go for it Do you want to sample it and I was like if you know. If it, I don't like it, it would be the first beer ever from Ren House that I never liked. So, <laughs> right. I mean, Ren House does amazing stuff there, so yeah. I really enjoy their beer. Well, dude, cheers to that. Um, I've got some old Ellsworth. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to go a little bit lighter these days because yeah. uh, the, the hazies and the IPAs, they're just so good. Yeah. And I can drink liquid very fast, yeah. man. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. this is Bing Bong. This is their light lager. Yeah, yeah. I picked yeah. up a four-pack of theirs, uh, the Bing Bong. I think they just recently started bringing in a mobile can service. Yeah, actually, they got a Cano Canner. Oh, did they? They've got their own canning, uh, own canning machine, yeah, from canocanner.com. Uh, I'm also a sales rep for them, so. 
So okay, <laughs> shameless plug. I yeah, love it. It was I perfect. It. That was a perfect yes. setup, man. I appreciate. I that. like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so cheers to all Arizona beer. It's Arizona Beer Week, um, and although this is not part of Beer Week, it, it is it, it, now in the last four years. This will be the fifth year, right? This is For the, the fourth, fourth year. Fourth year. Uh, it follows Beer Week mm-hmm. just because it goes with March Madness. But why are we here today? We're here to uh, break in and kind of inform people and celebrate the beginning of the Arizona Brewers bracket. Yeah. Love it, man. Love it. That, that, uh, did you have any idea that it would take off the way that it did? I was not aware that it was. And for <laughs> most people who, who aren't familiar with the Brewers bracket, so uh, four years ago, COVID shutdown, March Madness, one of the, my favorite times of the year, the college basketball tournament, um, got canceled. It like right it like before it like it was almost about to get started. It was right? yeah, it was very abrupt. It was yeah. like yeah, this we're not going to do the no fans in there. We're just not going to do it. Yeah, and uh, it, crushing. You know, as everybody's kind of locked in. You know, as everybody's kind of locked in their homes. You're thinking, okay, you know, at least if I can have this escape with, you know, the college basketball tournament that's so prevalent in March. Yeah, it'd be awesome. So even people that don't really like. Uh, I want to say don't like sports, but aren't into like college basketball and stuff. Like March Madness is like a draw, right? You it, get stoked for it oh, because yeah. there's magic around it. And you know we do pools every year for March Madness, and it happens at you know people's works or offices, and you know the lady from accounting who never watches a minute of basketball will fill out a bracket, and she somehow ends and up wins. There. Yeah, for wins sure. it, win the pool. You know all the all the beer, all the all the basketball people. Are like, yeah. What the hell? She was picking the cutest mascots yeah. or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was crushing. And I remember sitting around on a Sunday. I was having some beers, um, and I thought, you know, hey, what wouldn't it be cool if we did like a brewer's bracket, right? And we had a little tournament with the breweries in Arizona. Hey, let's pick 48 since we're state 48. Yeah. And um, we'll seed them into a tournament of 48, and we'll do a little fan vote on Instagram. And, you know, we'll do it every, like, every other day since yeah. the Instagram voting window is like 24 hours. And uh, everybody was looking for something to do at yeah. that time. Yeah. And we were kind of living on social media to connect with other people. And it was uh, – people love it. Yeah. People yeah. love it. People go crazy about it, man. Like it's like you talk with me about the engagement that you get over the last few years from this, and it's mm-hmm. it's incredible, man. It, it's it's awesome. I love that. I think it was one year too that we did something, um, and you even snuck in like a, an ad for like what we were doing, whether it was a beer release, might have been tap that easy hazy yeah. release, and you put it out, and it just got so much traction. So because- yeah, you think of uh, you know forty eight breweries in a tournament, you need a page on you know each matchup for your story. So I was coming up with. Uh, different ways to support local through that. You know, you put an image of a taste of AZ magazine or something to do with Tap That AZ podcast, and then you add, you know, the voting link on there so people see a cool image from, you know, a restaurant or a local brewery or a tap house, and then they're there to vote, but then they see the picture and they think, oh, shoot, that's a really cool-looking spot. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. And then they go and do some investigating, which um, kind of brings me to the point of, like, if you're a tap room or a bottle shop or a brewery and you're wondering, like, okay, how does the bracket support what I do? The term we've come up with is it, it's basically bringing consumers to the digital doorstep of okay. these business owners. Yeah, yeah. Where the consumers who are fans, you know, if, like I'm a fan of, I told you I was drinking Renhouse's beer. It's, you know, putting them in contact, you know, Renhouse will shout out someone who comments on, you know, 
yeah. the voting page. Like, hey, man, I love your beer. I loved when you did that XYZ sour or whatever it is. And yeah. when Renhouse replies or one of these breweries replies, you know, people get a little geeked out, you know? Yeah, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, too, it's, it's, you know, you have people have their favorites. And, you know, you and I are in a, a unique spot because we, we know everything. Buddy, right, yeah. like we know all the spots, but yeah. even the the biggest you know craft beer fans are sometimes like, oh, I didn't know about this place, or I didn't know about this. Yeah. And then you see one of your favorite breweries in the bracket get taken down by yeah. a Desert Monks uh-huh. or an Old Ellsworth, and they're like, oh shit, yeah, I gotta go check check out Old Ellsworth yeah. now. Okay, you know? who are these people? Yeah, yeah, are they really better than you know this place or For whatever? Sure. And uh, yeah, that's uh, it. It does create a lot of exposure. And we're here at Wicked Rain today, and it's funny. The first time I came in, they're approaching their one year anniversaries. April, their beer tender, um, she had recognized me from Instagram and started talking to me about the Brewer's Bracket. And she's, what she said she loved most about it is just that, that she was able to identify some breweries in the bracket that she had never been to. She was like, oh, I've never been to Smelter Town before. Yeah. But I started looking at their social media, looked like a cool place. And then ultimately they plan a visit out there and, you know, yeah. find out, you know, that part of Arizona is beautiful. And yeah. that brewery specifically... Smelter Town, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm like uh, already looking at my summer calendar. Like, I need to rent. <laughs> I need to rent a room in that hotel upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Park uh, Park Hotel. Yeah, uh, right there. Yeah, family owned. Uh, they they built that themselves. By, like uh, Craig, uh, the husband. It was funny. We went up to do the podcast, and he was showing us like, okay, well, here's where they didn't have the bricks exposed, so we had to take all of this out all the way up to here. And he points like 20 feet in the air with this tape measure, uh-huh. and both Luke and I were like, dude, that's a legit construction guy. Like he yeah. had a tape measure that was strong enough that he could put, yeah. and every he was pointing everywhere. And they've it's even a joke at the brewery. I think last year for Halloween, they all dressed up as as Craig, and they all had yeah. these long tape measures, tape measures and shit. just on their belt loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you got to get up to Smelter Town, but. That's a good point. It it it, it shows people, um, you know, we might know a lot about, you know, uh, you know. Obviously, the beer tenders here know their shit, and that's what I really love about this place too. Yeah. Uh, but you can't know everything, right? Mm-hmm. And you just kind of get this conglomerate of all this stuff together. So, right, yeah. And there'll be people, you know, when the voting comes out, uh, you know, they'll message me, hey, um, I I know this brewery, but I don't know the other one. How should I vote? Well, it's like, you know, you don't. Take a look around. Take a look around on social media. It's a powerful uh, platform, and you can kind of do your own research or maybe just go plan a visit yeah. and uh, and make up your mind for yourself, you know, or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. or just pick who's got, you know, a cuter mascot, just like hey. Rose from accounting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rose is always kicking ass yeah. in those tournaments. All right. So how does this work? Like, how do you now, now in the fourth year, um, I think it's really cool. And you're going to talk about it here and you're actually, we're going to get some of the people on the committee on the podcast here in a few minutes, but uh, this year's a little bit different because you brought on a committee. So like A to Z nuts, all the nuts and bolts of the, this thing. How does this operate? Okay. So you mentioned we'll start with uh, a committee I had to bring in a committee we've got 15 people and I'll it's they're amazing people Uh, but the reason I did it is you mentioned you know uh, as I'm into year four of this bracket and I'm into year five of doing independent social media and marketing for other businesses it just felt like I had too many lines in the water you know I've done I've done a beer collab with the shop I've done a beer collab with state 48 beer research um and just have amazing relationships. Old Ellsworth is, you know, our happy hour spot for, uh, you know, my day job. And yeah. there's just too many things going on where I didn't want to 
be the one ranking them or seating them for a bracket. So I said, you know, this is such a community event yeah. and we have such a strong uh, digital community of, yeah. of beer lovers. So why not just reach out to people and kind of put out a help wanted ad? And I've settled on 15 people. And once we've gotten together, we did a meet and greet down here. They started ranking them and we got, we're well into the process, but yeah. the people that are helping put this thing together, it's more than I could have ever asked for. They're super knowledgeable. Everybody's kind of got, and regionally too, we've got some people that live, live up North, East Valley, Southeast Valley, West Valley. Um, and then they all come from different walks of life. Some of yeah. them have worked in the industry. Some of them are still currently working in the industry. Some are just, uh, you know, big consumers. Yeah. Uh, huge fans of yeah, them. Yeah. I, yeah. The thing I love the most too, it, when it finally hit me that the committee is such a perfect fit is their dedication to the process as we're going through and we're ranking our 48 breweries. I told you this earlier, you know, that a couple of them would be like, Oh, well, you know, I'm a North sider. I've never been out to old Ellsworth or I haven't been to wicked brews in Ahwatukee. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I'm going to wicked on Tuesday and then I'm going to old Ellsworth on Thursday. And yeah. you know, if I'm in that area, I might as well go to this one and that one and check the, like these people, you know, and they, they printed off their ranking sheets and they're making notes and sending pictures to the <laughs> group awesome. chat. And I'm just like, <laughs> I couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, that they're so thorough, they're committed to the process, and uh, it's been more than I could ask for, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, and also, uh, we were talking before about how, you know, you get some shit sometimes because, you know, yeah. people vote and there's a huge engagement with it. So people are the one that vote, but you are, you're the face of it, right? It's yeah. your account. It's going through, you know, Wizard mm -hmm. of Zah. Um, so you're, you're probably dealing with some undue heat. Uh, yeah. You know? Here and there, there's, you know, there it. And, you know, truly as, as a competitor in the outside world in a previous life and uh, being through athletics, like I can understand, you know, uh, feeling slighted or having a chip on your shoulder. But some some of the breweries even upset that they ended up as a two seed and not a one seed, you know, yeah. thinking uh, that was undue or, you know, comparing themselves to a seed that another brewery got, you know, just uh, things like that. Or, you know, not even necessarily we're talking brewery owners. It could be fans of the brewery or, sure. or someone who works for them as a tender or in any capacity. Um, but yeah, now, you know, the committee, they, all of them, I let them know. I said, yeah. you know, you're not just selecting, but you're also kind of, uh, you know, you're carrying the load here yeah. of, uh, I'm going to deflect any negative attention towards you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys are in the line of fire at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yes. know that. <laughs> yeah, so I so said, you guys can take the heat off of me. So uh, anything that lands on my doorstep that... Uh, that I don't like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna send it down. And some of them are like, "Yeah, bring it on, send it to me." Yeah, let yeah. me know. Yeah, I got you. I already know a couple in the group that I can see that yeah, yeah. from them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so how does it? Uh, how did it go? And in, in, as far as like, because you chose 64. This one is 48. Oh, there's 48. Okay. Four, yeah, 48 okay. breweries. Yeah. Okay. State 48. Because so, I knew you said you started with 48, but I, I thought that, but yeah, still at yeah, 48. Yeah, so we, st we stuck with 48. There was some talk about expansion or like a play-in, and we just decided, you know, 48 has worked so well, um, and it makes it really, you know, uh, desirable to be the, the 48th team in there. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, I know um, – the younger generations now, the participation trophies are kind of a big thing. Sure, sure. And everybody gets in, and everybody gets an orange slice, and it's yeah. it was like <laughs> it's like no, I kind of I want to keep it right at forty eight, and yeah. you know if um, if you can't be top forty eight, then it's just like hopefully 
you would do what you know we'd want our kids to do or anything that we do in life where we don't get into something or we're not uh not quite there to make the field then it's like get back to work yeah and uh you know maybe create a stronger connection with the community or outreach or you know whatever you need to do sure yeah just yeah if you care about it, yeah. Right? If you care, like, right. Some people are like, oh, whatever. Right. Yeah, look, look within and figure out what you can do to um, get to be yeah, one to of the get forty-eight. To, yeah, to get to where you're, wherever you want to go. Because yeah. ultimately, when we were selecting the forty-eight, we'll get into it with a couple of the committee members later. But as well, like, it's not just the beer. We were looking at all components of what make a brewery great, right? Yeah. Which is like, you know, beer, its availability, uh, the brewery's. Uh, uh, Branding. Yeah. Uh, service to their community. Uh, oh, sure. Food, yeah. vibe, location, you know, everything, their customer service. And everybody's got a u- different, you know, idea of what that looked like. Right. Because sometimes it can't be quantified, right? It's your, there's just something about a place. Yeah. Like, right? All right? This place might have this going and they might have mm-hmm. all this. But for some reason, this one over here just has uh-huh. something about it, you know? Um, so, yeah, there's so many ways to choose that. Right. Yeah. And what was cool about the process, too, is I told you these committee guys, they were going out and they're you know, doing their homework at certain places. And I'm, I'm secretly rooting for certain places that they were going to because I know the connection. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, hey, if you go to this brewery, like, be on the lookout. This is what their owner looks like. Introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and then you know, they'll come back to the group chat the next day. They're like, yeah, we were at this brewery, and I met this owner, and, oh, man, he's so awesome, and I didn't know yeah. this story about that brewery. And it's like, there you go. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I didn't want to hand feed it to them, but now they saw, you know, uh, th- they had the same experience or felt the same connection. For sure. Yeah. And that's. I understand that depth cool. a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. selecting the 48. Yeah. It's just a little bit more than um, don't get it confused, people. It's not just the beer. The beer is certainly a larger slice of the pie if we're For looking sure. at it as a pie. Yep. But it, we try to incorporate all elements into how we wanted to select what we thought were the best 48 for the tournament. Yeah. And you got four, so you have uh, you have the forty eight now. Forty eight chosen, mm-hmm. and I saw you guys did a. What was the draft? Oh yeah, the draft was pretty sweet. That yeah. was a, the newest thing we did uh, this year, and I love it with having a committee. So once they selected their forty eight, what we did is I broke them up. Since in a bracket of forty eight, there's four quadrants, right? So four sections, regions, of the, basically, regions, yeah, yeah. Um, but not by region, yeah, <laughs> but not by region, right? Yeah. Um, so I took. I split them up into four groups, created a draft order, and we took the field of 48, and each team got to go one by one and pick the best of what they thought as a collaborative effort with their group of who their 48 were or, you know, who they wanted to select. And it was a cool, cool process because um, now each of these groups has their own little connection to the other 12 breweries yeah. that they drafted. Right. Now what we're going through is, is the placement we're going turn by turn and they're taking, you know, their number one brewery and figuring out which side they want to be on. And I jokingly told them, I'm like, you know, when you're placing your one seed, it's like, you just want to be on the opposite side of the bracket from the shop. <laughs> That's <laughs> sure. it. Cause the yeah. shop is a force in this thing. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know this, you know, three years running, this is our fourth year. Each year, the shop has been in the finals, and they've yeah. won it twice. Yeah, yeah. So you got to <laughs> – I was like, you guys probably want to stay on the other side. That would be my strategy. Yeah. Is where's the shop? Okay, I want to be on the other side. For sure. Yeah, so yeah. So if I have to face them, it'll be in the championship rather than, you know, in a semi or a quarterfinal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what we're going through now. And we're a little bit more than halfway through the placement, although um, we won't release the full bracket until – 
March 11th, which will be the Saturday before voting starts. But once we get okay. these committee guys on, we're going to kind of leak a little bit of information oh, about nice. uh, about some of the matchups and okay. where some of the some of the breweries are because we've got some cool some cool stuff has turned out. Yeah, yeah, nice man, nice. Well, I can't wait to to hear it. I'm not going to be here. You're going to be doing the interviews, so I'm going to be over there. Trying to yeah. eavesdrop a uh-huh. little bit, and then I'll just go home and put the file in the c- computer and yeah. listen to it all, uh-huh. and then leak it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? Uh, so once that's chosen, then you said March 11th. That's when like the bracket will be finalized. That's when the bracket will be finalized. That's a Saturday, and then voting starts on Tuesday. The oh shoot, that's 12th. The 14th. The 14th. Yeah. And what happens, how you want to vote, or not how you want to, the only way you can vote is you go to the Wizard of Zah Instagram, and you go to my story, and you'll be able to flip through the story, and there'll be voting polls on there. So you'll see a picture of, a, of Wicked Rain and, or any other brewery, um, and they'll have a selection for you to make. Yeah, like just a, tap like, a button. Like, yep, tap a button. Yeah. This, one or, this brewery or that brewery, and you get to go through, and as soon as you click it, it'll show you the current percentages okay for uh you know who's in the lead and who's behind yeah in the voting window it stays open for 24 hours and at the end of 24 hours they go final give me a few hours and i'll post yeah. the results and you'll get to see the updated bracket okay and then uh we go tuesday thursday saturday and it goes for two full weeks and then by that second saturday that's the it's, final it's the final countdown yeah. and it actually coincides with the one-year anniversary of the Wicked Rain Taproom in Gilbert, who is also oh, the nice. title sponsor. Hell yeah, yeah. Of the thing, so it worked out perfectly. We're going to wrap up the championship round. They're going to have some fun things going on here with food truck, live music, beer. Um, yeah, it's yeah. So good. you'll be here as as the votes are coming in, and we'll yeah. announce it from here, yeah. like the winner. And mm-hmm. yeah, nice. It'll be a cool thing, and. You know, we talked about the engagement and the exposure that this thing has got, and I'd say one of the coolest matchups we had last year was in that semifinal matchup, and we had the shop versus Renhouse, and the final vote tally was 1,109 for the shop and 1,100 for Renhouse. So it was nine votes decided. That close. That close. And we're talking 2,200 votes, too. Yeah, that's incredible. It was, that's what, when we're talking about like the, level of engagement and the engagement rate of this thing it's it's crazy which you know each year as it's gone on it's like there's more and more pressure of like how do you continue to make this thing bigger and better and continue to to rise up but i'm hoping for you know if we can have the championship round on wicked rains one year anniversary and have something that is that close and that suspenseful yeah you know as we're all in here enjoying beers and celebrating the one year of of Wicked Rain, that would, that's, that would be a dream come true. Yeah, that's badass, man. Yeah. You should go on the screen and, like... I like, know. What's that called? Airplay or... Yeah, I'm working Yeah, I'm working on, like, a... Uh, with some media specialists to try to figure out... Wouldn't it be cool if eventually maybe one of these listeners can help me with it? It's like an ESPN. You know how they have, like, the scores updating on the bottom? Yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome to be able to get something like that on the bottom of some of these breweries' uh, tap lists. Sure. Or something. So, like, as you come in, you can see. Like the voting? See it flipping through, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you're watching your March Madness games, you know, because we tip off our bracket, the Brewers bracket, at the same time the college tournament starts off. So, you're watching college basketball. You're looking at the tap list. You can see, oh, you know, uh, it's 54-46 in the yeah. 
you know, in the Renhouse shop matchup. And you could go, that would give people an opportunity, like, oh, shit, I need to go vote, mm-hmm. right? Or, like, what is that? Oh, yeah. it's this and that. Like, well, dude, I think Renhouse is better than the shop. I need to go in and yeah. vote. I need, my vote needs to get in there and count. Yeah, and in case you forget, too, there's going to be a QR code flyers just in front of about every urinal inside the state of Arizona yeah. this year, too. So, <laughs> nice, dude. Good idea. Yeah, we've got some marketing strategies for this year as yeah. well. So Nice, man. Dude, nice work with us, dude. I I, I, uh, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of what you do and what you do for this community. And, uh, you know, you do bring people into places. You know, that's the great thing is you, you got this. You have this great content, uh, but it's it's converting into something that is beneficial for the places that you're covering. Yeah. Right. You're not you're not finding success at the expense of them. Right. You're right. finding success to be able to help them. You yeah. know, to benefit mm-hmm. them. So uh, something like this, I think, is just it makes it it's fun. It's unique. Uh, so I'm excited for it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a super cool thing. And, you know, you get what you put into it. And a lot of the breweries who, um, you know, we had like 95 percent reshare rate last year with breweries putting it back out. And the ones who do really well, they're the ones who are reaching out to other people and, and resharing, you know, letting their, you know, if they have an email chain for their company. Hey, here's what's going on. We've got a, a, we've got a big matchup this week against the brewery across town and, you know, help us get over the top. And yeah, it's, I couldn't have asked for more and I'm, I'm really excited for this year and hell yeah. Um, I can't wait to see how it all shakes out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are we, are anything else you want to share with me? You ready to get some of these committee members? I think we're good. And I think everybody is, is ready and familiarized with the process now that, uh, yeah, we should, Let's do it. I need another beer. Anyway, I agree. So. I, agree. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, dude. <laughs> All right. So we're here at Wicked Rain in Gilbert. I'm here with two fifteenths of my committee selection committee for the Arizona Brewers bracket. Charlie, Trey, both members of Cactus Wren. We'll get into that in just a minute. Why don't you guys go ahead, introduce yourselves. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm Charlie. Um, loving beer. Uh, a little bit of influencing on Instagram. Have an amazing time with the beer brackets. It's uh, not only it's it's helped me be a little more opinionated. Like I go into places and I'm optimistic, so I go into places and I just I enjoy it. But especially the group chat that we have with the cactus friend. I mean, yeah. it, it's helped be a little more opinionated and yeah. dive into the crowd. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it gets fun. Uh, I'm Trey, uh, big beer guy, as you can see, big sons guy, as you can also see. I uh, don't really do a whole lot of social media. I'm not as interesting as Charlie, but uh, yeah, no, it's a good time, uh, you know, uh, having a lot of fun. It's definitely uh, a process that I've never really been through before with anything. I've definitely never been on a podcast, <laughs> so it's, it's it. been well, a lot of fun. First yeah. time. Oh, yeah, first yeah. Time. yeah. I love podcast it. Well, I like being a part of that. And uh, Eric and I, we already sort of broke down a little bit of the process that we've gone through with the Brewers Bracket and selecting the 48. But I want to hear from you guys. You guys were the, I mean, you guys were a big instrumental part in selecting the 48 breweries. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how we decided which 48 were in, which 48, or not which 48 were out, which 48 were in, and a little bit of the criteria. Well, I can tell you this. You know how competitive fantasy football can get, right? For sure. Well, when you get 15 of the biggest beer heads around in a fantasy football tournament yeah. with breweries, yeah, it's yeah, a it, good time. It's I a could, good time. Yeah, I felt the tension for it sure. It is. I, yeah. it, I'm a competitive person, and if you want to take my brewery, 
Like, okay, yeah. well, then who's going to beat that? Yeah. All right, we got it. Mm-hmm. It's good, though. It's, it's opened me up. Like I said, it's opened me up to being a little more um, opinionated and not so much critical, yeah. but the appreciation. Sure. And you, it, it helps realize the appreciation of every aspect of a brewery, not just the beer. Yeah. I mean, the beer plays a big mm-hmm. part in it, but... What, yeah, I mean, co- what components would you say that you were focusing on? Obviously, the beer, right? Oh, when, yeah. When we're selecting you know, which breweries we want to be in, obviously, the beer comes to mind. What were some of the other things we were considering? Oh, so a big thing for me, at least, was you know the variety. Um, there's a lot of places that do a lot of IPAs and a lot of sours. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I like breweries that mix it up a little bit, that take risks. Uh, so that was pretty important to me. And, you know, I've, I've been to every single brewery at this point in the Valley that I know of, unless there's some hiding. And if you're hiding, yeah. I'm going to find you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I know getting to know some of the people, you know, and how they started, uh, you know, what their brewery's about, what their beer's about, yeah. um, you know, what it means for the community. That that was also a big component because, you know, I initially went into it. It's like, hey, do you have good beer? I'm a pretty simple guy. So it's just yeah. like if you got good beer, I'm probably going to like you. But there's a lot more that goes into it. And going off of what Charlie said, there's uh, there's a lot of opinions uh, you know, in our Cactus Wren chat, you know, mm-hmm. we all have kind of different perspectives that kind of balance each other out. And it's it's interesting hearing, uh, you know, what people value and stuff. And it definitely is, you know, improved my knowledge and, you know, my scope of it. I like that. We're always we're yeah. always growing. We're always learning. Well, you had mentioned, you know, there's breweries that you weren't familiar with or you've visited quite a few of them. And some that, you know, if you're not familiar with, you'll go hunt down. And that was one of the things I'd mentioned to Eric when we were talking earlier, as I said, the committee that got together, the 15 of you guys, I couldn't have asked for anything more because as we're figuring out which 48 we'd like to be in the tournament, I said if there was a place that a handful of people hadn't been to, you guys were making note of it, scheduling plans, scheduling trips there, and you did. And what I'd like to know is out of this process, one of the newer breweries that you visited and that were selected into the top 48 for the tournament what was one experience that you had i would say wicked um going out there yeah going out there meeting chip uh chef g Mm -hmm. um they just he's he's he comes from the industry he was able to fulfill his dream and and for people who don't you're an industry guy too i am yes i'm a chef so when you ask uh, one of my main things in a brewery is food yeah, and I don't want to say main thing. Now it's mm. an equal thing. I mean, it's all. But um, you go in there, and Chip and his wife, these they're amazing people with an amazing dream. They're making it happen for good reason because they've yeah. paid their dues and they have an amazing staff that they've brought along the way. And now they're yeah. doing amazing things. And yeah. And what I on Sundays, it's Trey's not going to love hearing this, but on Sundays it turns into a sea of red. They're also a Chiefs. They ball. Are. So, but yeah, that was my experience. Neither are my nephews back home. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> they do a good job. But yeah, that was my experience too. Is I loved. I, I'd met those guys, and I thought they had a real cool vibe going. Uh, they're kind of a little bit of everything. They've got the cigar lounge. They've got you know high end whiskey. They have an amazing kitchen with pizza. Go check it out. I did a pizza review on them. Um, but then also just great people. And they're not biting off more than they can chew. They're yeah. taking it step by step. They're doing it the right way. and With an all-star staff. They're getting staff. it done, for sure. That's a With an all-star foundation staff, foundation right there. And, and Trey, what would you say was one of, uh, one of your better experiences visiting something new? I would probably uh, echo from, you know, echo off of Charlie and say Wicked. You know, I'd been to a lot of breweries at that point, but Wicked was kind of one that I had, I had never really heard of. I mean, I had heard of it, but I had yeah. never just been out that mm-hmm. way. So, yeah, it was awesome. I got to talk to Chip. 
And man, something you know about that place is that that place was packed uh, yeah. when I went in. It's and kind they, of vibe. yeah, and they made it a point, man. They, you know, the service was great. The food was mm-hmm. really good. You know, asking me how the beer was. Uh, they, they do a really good job, and they really care yeah. about what they're doing, and that's awesome to see. You know, and that's that was another. You know, going back to what I was talking about, my selection criteria. That that was another. You know big part of it for me yeah yeah just seeing you know a family-owned business take off like that that's really cool with that being said i mean maybe not in the brackets you went to a place this weekend right that yeah i yeah. had not the best of experience at mm-hmm. and he went and it, he it was amazing yeah was i went to lochiel and uh you mm-hmm. know i know that they're not part of the bracket this year but i was i was really impressed granted i love that style of beer like traditional english scottish beers i'm like 70 percent scottish or something like that mm-hmm. I, I i just found that out but yeah. yeah i was i was really really impressed and you know as charlie said experience is relative mm-hmm. uh, there's some breweries that i've you know not too many but there's some that i've been to here where it's mm-hmm. like hey this isn't that great you know i'm not gonna name names because that's rude but you know <laughs> uh, there's other you know people you know even in cactus wren that are you know like hey you know hey this is one of my favorites what's uh, what's wrong with you and that's okay you know that's dialogue that's discourse and that's what this committee's about yeah and that's what i appreciate about about you guys the most is when we i didn't know what to expect this is the you know first year this is the birth of the committee because i wanted to gain some distance between myself and who's getting in and who's getting out because just as one person and I'm gaining, you know, so many relationships within the industry. And then getting all, all of you guys together is I realize, you know, there's varying opinions from everybody. But you guys have all handled it really, really well. You guys are respectful of other people's opinions. Um, you know, one of the guys had had a difference in opinion on a place that you went to. And he went in, checked it out, had a good experience. And that was that you guys are being as thorough as you are is is really appreciative that you guys are really crossing the t's dotting the i's um but what i want to dig into now as we we do have our field of 48 we did go through i explained to earlier with eric that we split the committee into four groups and we did a fantasy draft and each of you drafted 12 breweries so what i'd like to know now is who are who's who's we're not going to get into predictions yet, like who you think can win the whole oh, thing. Oh, we're ready. We're but, ready. I, but what I think, we're ready. What I think would be important <laughs> is uh, bro. tell me a little bit about a team or a brewery under the radar uh, that you think could make a little bit of noise. A sleeper pick, we would say. Let me tell you, I think all of our, our, whole, all of our teams oh, are he's, sleeper he's picks. His, 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 all of his our teams are loaded. sleeper picks. I mean, go from, I don't want to say Goldwater's sleeping. They're not sleeping. No. They, when I say they have been sleeping, it's not. Uh, bash on them because they're one of my favorite breweries here in town. But you're wearing a Goldwater shirt. They have, they, <laughs> have, they have they have kind of been under the radar as far yeah. as popularity. Let me tell you, they they have four collabs yet this year. Three that came out this with with beer week with three of the Ren the shop. Um, mm-hmm. Who else? They're, they they have four collabs yet. This is going to be a year for collabs. Um, I think uh, another sleeper is going to be Oso. No, Oro. I'm sorry, not Oro. Not, no, Oro. Oro. I love Oro. Oro, um, they just got, what, is it Best Brewery at the they did. Craft Beer Fest? They best did. Brewery yeah. of 22? And that's people's yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. So that's you guys. That's what we're doing here is yeah. people's choice. That, that's, that's where we're at. That would be my recommendation is between now and the time that voting starts on March 14th would be Oro's one of, always been one of my sleeper picks or... One of my favorites, it, downtown Mesa, they make this Cafe Oro, which I think 
is my favorite Arizona beer of all time. And to see them get the recognition at the, uh, I don't remember the name of the Craft Beer, Craft Beer Awards Festival. They won. It was the Arizona Craft Beer Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I loved, I loved seeing them get that recognition. And uh, shameless plug, we're at Wicked Rain. They've got 40 Arizona beers on top, 23 different breweries. I'm drinking an Oro inside the park. Yes, that so, was spring training beer yeah, yeah. like four so, or five years ago. Friends of the friends, you know, Oro is hard to find outside of their brewery, but you can find it here at Wicked Rain. But yeah, Oro is one of my. I hate the word sleeper, especially in what we're doing right now because they're not sleepers. Mm. They've they're, they're just they're not one of the huge names that have right. been on the popularity list for Arizona, but mm. they can make some noise. They Cinderella is what I like yes, to call it. I like she's that. She's gonna be dancing. I love it. She's I love <laughs> it. Make this sweet sixteen prediction for Oro. Oh, sweet sixteen for sure. Oh, I love Definitely. it. Love yes. it. Yes. All right, Trey, what do you think? Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with another uh, one of a uh, one of the Cactus Wren breweries, uh, Lake Pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they really have not been around, uh, you know, that long. They just finished um, their one year, right? Yeah, yeah. They really have not been around that long. And, you know, a lot of breweries, you know, when they start out, the, the beer's not always great. They're still trying to figure it out and stuff. I, I went into Lake Pleasant, and I, you know, live in the South Valley, so it's a haul for me to get up there. For sure. It also probably uh, just tells everybody how much free time I have. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I, I went up there, and I was blown away just by their selection, by their setup. And how quickly they're gaining popularity. I mean, you look at their followers on social media. You know, there's people that I run into that talk about their yeah. beer. Uh, I definitely the think that they're a sleeper. And I think that, you know, a couple of people in the committee were surprised. Uh, I think. But yeah, you that, guys. So a lot of people would say yeah. if they looked at the draft results, oh, you took Lake Pleasant a little earlier. Maybe for us no. fantasy football guys, oh, that was a reach. <laughs> but what I can tell you is I'd never been to Lake Pleasant before. I still haven't. I will get up there. I promise you. It's been a crazy last few weeks for me. But unanimously in the group of 15 i told you a lot of people hadn't been there when we first started the selection majority of you have and the the outcry for lake pleasant being an amazing brewery it, i mean it's just like echoing through the halls of the group chat where, and for the record it's oh, not yeah. at lake pleasant that's what took me <laughs> so long to get yeah. out there it's in peoria it's so a, it's it's not at lake pleasant it's so. in that simple machine and front porch mm-hmm. kind of corridor yeah. yeah yeah so the it's a nice little front porch is also there for those that haven't been so they, they've got a lot going on Kitsuni's pretty close too that yeah. was another pretty high pick yeah yeah so i think yeah what you guys did uh you know getting you know a lot of people can say, uh, if you've been in the fantasy world, you drafted a lot of the guys that you really, really like. Borderland. Yeah. Borderland is a sleeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Borderland is a Goldwater that is the redheaded stepchild down in Tucson. Yeah. I mean, they're doing great things. And people don't talk about Tucson beer a lot. You they know, this is not. the Arizona they, mm-hmm. Brewers bracket. This mm-hmm. isn't, you know, we're talking about Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Tucson. There's other cities, you know, Bisbee has a brewery yeah. uh, that's really, really good that I think a lot of people don't know about. It, it's not just Phoenix. And I think a lot of people, you know, hopefully they don't forget that. But, you know, I know there's mm-hmm. some, you know, fans of the Tucson beer scene that are in your comments. <laughs> I, yeah. And there, there are a lot of people who just Tucson foodie, you know. A lot of yeah. people will see, you know, my top 10 uh, pizza list this year didn't include anybody from Tucson. And everybody's like, oh, Tucson's left off the list again. And it just seems like that's sort of their, their thing. But I've spent a few trips down in Tucson in the last few months. And I can tell you their, their beer scene, phenomenal. Pueblo oh, yeah. Vida on tap here at Wicked Rain. Uh, 
Moto Sonora is coming up. They if anybody hasn't been there, it's phenomenal. Moto Sonora, yeah, Moto Sonora is a great yeah, one. Yeah, Crooked Tooth is good. Yeah, stuff. Crooked Tooth's female owned too, so that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's something that's pretty cool. I that think. is awesome. Yeah, yeah, and you, to echo off of Charlie as far as what he was talking with Borderlands, my first trip down there, beginning of January, I, I was stunned by the venue. Like we were talking about how we selected our top forty-eight as far as vibe of a brewery or like flexible seating, as I call it. You know, my teacher brain goes to flexible seating. It's like, you can go and you can play video games in a corner. You can uh, sit down and watch live music. You can go in the back and shoot billiards. Got a huge patio. Yeah, you can go yeah. out on the huge patio where they've got a little taco truck. And you, on that day, it was rainy. The train's coming by every 10 minutes. You know, they're playing uh, Johnny Cash, uh, the live band is. And I was like, this is just a vibe. The good kind of country yeah. music. Half, man. The brick and mortar. The Dude, brick yeah. and mortar, literally. In it's, it's pretty cool. The whole, like, Southwest kind of, you yeah. know, aesthetic mm-hmm. that they have. And if you and guys haven't have, had those tacos, oh, my God. Well, now they have a James Beard-nominated yeah. chef out there. Yeah. I always get the flight, and, the taco flight every yeah. time. You know, you're a food guy. You're a mm-hmm. chef. So, you know, you, you should definitely be able to appreciate how yes. good those are, especially if I do. You know? And it's all regional, <laughs> relevant to yeah. the area, which is yeah. another huge component in yeah. what a brewery should be about. It's relevant to the area. I, uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Bordeaux. I mean, they had like a, it was a churro cream ale or something. Yeah. Like. So you'd mentioned like exploration of beer or like a chance to like try or do new things. It was like that was on the map. Everything was there. So I, I love Borderlands. And they were a um, unanimous pick, too. So I, th- I think that just goes to show, you know, they're, they're absolutely what you were saying, Charlie. They're definitely a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Every single member of the committee, like, put Borderlands in their top 48. Mm-hmm. Every single one. So why weren't they picked? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, let's wrap up with this. Uh, like, uh, your, I guess we could say final four, like, who you can say. Give me, like, a bold prediction, champion type thing for me it's no secret i'm wearing a goldwater hat today and i've got my dark sky beer shirt on i think we could see those two making massive moves this year i think you know in in years past the shop has been in the finals all three years for good reason for great reasons Mm -hmm. and quality quality they do a good job of outreach getting people out there and getting people to the voting polls but they've also raised the bar for everybody they have, else. They, they have, have raised the bar and the, yeah, right the awareness. Uh, and it know. just keeps getting better. Every time I've been to the shop, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's crazy to me because yeah. I've been there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, everywhere is getting like that. Like they yeah. raised, Everybody is coming to the plate. I mean, the sleepers are awakening. Oh, yeah. And, and that's I why think, I, th- I think we're going to see a sleeper, kind of a smaller brewery in the mm-hmm. Final Four. I, love uh, I definitely that. think that we're going to see, you know, Goldwater – Dark Sky's got a huge following, uh, not just they in do. Flagstaff, but everywhere. They it's do. up to you guys. It's yeah. up to the people. That, that atmosphere patio now, yeah. the, the beer garden, that's an incredible thing. And oh, yeah. I saw they just signed on with a distributor, too. So I know they've got a production facility now, and their availability of beer, just getting in front of people now is going to be mm-hmm. – because us beer nerds, we've known for a long time Dark Sky makes phenomenal stuff, but yeah. you had to go there to get it. Yep. And now that you can find it in – Valley bottle shops, and it's a little bit more available. Trustworthy sources. Yeah, the world. Sleepy Whale and Chandler—they do a good job. They're they're really big Dark Sky fans. So if you want a Dark Sky beer, hit up that place. A shameless plug. Some are regular, but you know. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Sleepy. <clears throat> Anyways, so here we go. Uh, champ, who, who are we crowning champ? September, March 11th when we're down here. No, I'm sorry. March 24th when we're down here for the one year anniversary of Wicked Rain and the championships. Who are we crowning champion? Well-deserved, it's going to be Goldwater. Goldwater, Goldwater is, they've been taking notes, they've been doing it for so long. This is their year, 
it's up to the people, so make it happen. You heard it here first. It's the year of the collabs. It's the year of the collabs. It's everybody's getting together. It's a community. So, friends of the industry, man. I mean, it's got to be no surprise, right? That everybody wants to go, be willing to, and showing up. That whether it was, I don't know if it was Goldwater reaching out and saying, "Hey, do you want to make a beer with us?" Or people are just saying, "But Goldwater by far killing the collabs for Arizona Beer Week." We would hope it's like that. Yes. Yeah. So you can tell that they are loved in the community. Oh yeah, and that's and that's another thing. You know, going way back to what we were talking about earlier, the fact that Goldwater they reach out to other breweries and they're like, "Hey, we're a community." Yeah. You know, hey, we're in this together. We're trying to bring great beer to the you know the people of the Phoenix area. That's also something that's really important, and that's why you know Charlie and I are in Cactus Ren. It was. You know why they were our yeah. first pick. You yeah. know, it was a big part of it. So you're going Goldwater too. I am. Yeah, yes. I'm Goldwater. I that. Yeah, that's that's I who I think is the driving take force it. of I love the that. I, yeah. I tell you what, if if we crown gold, there would be no better fit for the fourth year's champion of the Arizona Brewers bracket than Arizona Goldwater. Phenomenal brewery, great spot. If you haven't been to their Longbow location. One of my favorite little spots. Oh, yeah. To, it's nice. It was awesome. Yeah, I just, I just yeah. went there last weekend, and it sure. was, I was blown away. Yeah. You know, we're talking about places, you know, like Borderlands was super cool, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but that location, that Goldwater location, that Nothing gave it like it in its area. Oh, man, it's so cool. It's so well done. Yeah. They're awesome. building a new location in Tempe, right? Goldwater, yes, yeah. on Priest and Ray, oh, I believe. nice. It would be northeast corner. Nice. That's awesome. Should be, should be coming down soon. But I appreciate you guys so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you guys so much for helping out with the committee. I already explained to Eric, and I want to just vocalize it to you guys. You guys are, you know, two-fifteenths of the committee. But the input, how thorough you guys were, your dedication to selection, making sure we're doing it correctly – I can't appreciate that enough. Well, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, cheers, Cheers guys. Cheers to that. Awesome. And on a closing, one thing I want to mention is that Arizona is pretty young in our brewery history. Sure. I mean, compared to other states, I mean, we're pretty young in all of our history, but we are all a part of history as it's growing in the beer industry right now, and we all need to take advantage of that. It's on the up and up. And Vote. This is, and this is all like. one small, an exciting time to happen. live in State 48. Small piece of it. <laughs> Hopefully next year we can uh, broadcast live that fantasy draft, and it'll be. Oh man, that'll be cool. Be something we can do. Yeah. Yeah, I can't Cheers. express to you guys how how fun that was. Yeah. So, yeah. so if we do that live, they <laughs> get to a, see yeah, the shenanigans. Nerd, I, yeah. That was I, a lot of so fun. Beer is it was my tough being sport. on the outside. It was <laughs> yeah. tough being on the outside just watching. That was so much fun. Yeah. Beer is I think everybody can attest to that. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much. Let's go drink some more beer. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Charlie. Of course. <laughs> All right, uh, welcome in, guys. I'm here with three fifteenths now. I don't know what that breaks down in fractions but of the Brewers Bracket Committee, and we're here at Wicked Rain. They've got forty beers, forty Arizona beers on tap, representing twenty three Arizona breweries, which is pretty awesome. President's Day, um, and why don't we go ahead and we'll go around the table. Let's introduce ourselves. We're with returning guests, Cody. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Cody. You got a handle or anything you want to share? Tell us a little bit. Yeah, my name is Cody. I'm uh, originally from the San Francisco Bay Area. Been out in Arizona for about five years. Uh, claim to fame is I've been to around 182 breweries. 88 of those are specifically in the state of Arizona, and I've officially been to all the breweries. But who's counting, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a checklist kind of guy. Yes, I love it. Uh, my Instagram handle is keeping it craft. As you know, I like to keep it craft. Yeah. Keep it local, keep it good. I love that. 
That's me. Awesome. And then my, my name is Rudy. Uh, technically Dylan, but most people call me Rudy. So, uh, I mean, my claim to fame is, um, like, Cody's been to 180. I've been to about, like, 120 and about 80% of Arizona's breweries. Um, if you guys like Pub Pass, I am the one of the Phoenix Pub Pass city curators. So go to getpubpass.com to, uh, you know, sign up and for that today. Sign up for the app, get a book, do whatever you got to do. Uh, follow me on Instagram or Twitter at RealCoachRudy, and I'll get you uh, one of the discount codes that can get you in there. Sweet. Very cool. Uh, Mike, uh, craft beer guy on Instagram. I'm a little older than these guys, so uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not good at keeping track of the breweries, but my wife is. She's Beer Bitch AZ. Yeah. And nice. uh, we're almost, we're closing on 500 breweries nice. right now. So, Ooh, nice. Uh, so I'm we're, telling you, so we're getting there. For those of you who don't follow Craft Beer Guy, you need to because he is such a source of inspiration. For you know, not calling you old, but saying that you're you're, re, you're retired. Okay, but your retired life is what I want. All right, it's a, it's a picture. It's a light at the end of the tunnel for me. Both you and I have backgrounds in education. Yep, and uh, just waiting for that time where I can live that life. All right, it looks beautiful, dude. You'll get there. Yes. I spent I spent 26 <laughs> years at Mingus High School in Cottonwood. So yeah, and then retired awesome. a few years ago. So yeah, you'll get there. Shout out Mingus. Yep, <laughs> Marauders. Awesome. So uh, we are here because we're kicking off the Arizona Brewers Brackets fourth year. I'd already talked to Eric and clued him in a little bit about what the committee went through as far as the selection of 48 uh, breweries, as far as the components that we all considered. You know, we talked about, um, you know, the beer plays a big slice of the pie in what we were selecting as far as you know, which 48 breweries we're going to get in. But I'd like to hear from you guys, other than the beer, what were some of the things that you were weighing in heavy consideration when we were selecting the 48? Yeah, one of the biggest things for me was accessibility. Um, you know, if you have a, a big uh, Instagram following, big marketing platform, big brand, um, that's going to have a huge factor into uh, people weighing in on what they like because if they don't have access, yeah. you know, they're not going to be able to, to vote in. Um, but location, just what else they can get to. Um, but the physical brewery itself, um, again, beer took a big impact yeah. on the rating, uh, about 60%, at least for me. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted like region, diversity, you know, really representing what Arizona has to offer. For sure. And which is a lot. I mean, if you look at a lot of, different breweries from across the state. Um, it goes without saying, like, the, the beer plays a big role in what 48 breweries are going to get in. But I agree, like, accessibility, which is also shameless plug for Wicked Rain. Like, we've got 40 beers on tap here, and it's like Pueblo Vida, Lake Pleasant. You know, they've got a little bit of something from all around the state in varying styles, which is super important for people to make important decisions of, you know, when it comes to the bracket. Rudy, what did you think? I mean, kind of along the same lines as Cody, it's just a huge part of it for me. Was, and I mean, probably more than 60%. I think I took a lot of beer influence into it and said, mm-hmm. you know, just simple question. Do you make good beer? Like, yes. does this brewery make good beer? Did I remember this beer? Like, mm-hmm. I've been to enough breweries in the state. And if I haven't been to the physical brewery itself, I've been to enough tap rooms where they've been on tap. Or they've mm-hmm. had them in cans to make that informed decision and say, hey, you know, is this place cranking out good beer or not? And that was kind of, and, and I'm not going to lie, probably out of the 48 that we chose, I probably had about 40 kind of unanimous ones where I was like, okay, these are like 
easy push in. They're cranking out great product. They're a great representative of the craft beer community. They're doing their thing out here. When it started to come into like my tiebreakers and filling out the final eight spots for who I thought belonged, kind of similar. I was looking at like location. Is the location a cool vibe? Um, you know, I didn't really, I don't really want to take into account so much of like, I know that, you know, you could think it like service or whatnot. You know, if it's consistently bad service, then maybe, but like, you know, everybody can have a bad day from time to time. I don't want to hold that against people. Mm-hmm. But what's the vibe look like? What's, you know, you know, the kind of feel look like, what are they doing in the craft beer community outside of just serving good beer as well? And then kind of a final tiebreaker, if I was really split between them, would be like, hey, what's, you know, kind of their food situation look like? You know, what is kind of that kitchen aspect kind of go for? But that was like, honestly, probably a less than 1% thing for yeah. me. I was first and foremost, I was like, you know, here is like, if I were to take the top three to five beers from this brewery, A, and then go against brewery B for their top three to five, how would they stack up against each other? And that's kind of how I started to kind of separate the list and yeah. move on from there. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think I have really anything different than them, but you know, the beer was the biggest slice of the pie. And then, yeah. then but yeah, what was the atmosphere like? What's the vibe like if they have food, um, you know, do they help out in the community, things like that. So, but yeah, it was uh, pretty much what these, you know, what both these guys yeah. said. I agree. And what we did, um, as we after we selected the forty eight, yes, the forty eight, the first forty were pretty, pretty unanimous. You know, we as we were selecting down like the last eight, we were kind of shuffling through maybe about sixteen or so, and then what was discussed already is that we split up into we split our fifteen committee members into four groups, and then we decided to do a team draft of all forty eight breweries that had been selected. Uh, and you guys are all from different teams. Now, we just had Trey and Charlie on. They were from the same squad, the Cactus Wren squad. And, you know, they just spent time patting themselves on the back. <laughs> <laughs> but I love having people from different perspectives on here now. So uh, tell me a little bit about what your guys' experience was with your team and how uh, you kind of navigated the process of the draft. I mean, I think the uh, breaking up into smaller teams was actually the best part about it because during that first, you know, 48 selection, it's actually really hard getting 14 different perspectives. Yeah. Um, but we were able to narrow down with the four people in my team. Yeah. Um, however, where we were in the bracket as well, or in the snake draft, yeah. had a huge impact. Um, we were looking at who could compete with what. You know, if we pick this team, will it, or this brewery, will it, work well with these other ones and yeah. so on so mm-hmm. as we were working down you know who would be a good 12th place who would be a good fifth place who would be a good to make ours diverse but then also make a, a good run for their money for the other breweries that would also place well yeah yeah and i mean kind of the same with uh, team geronimo i mean shout out to amanda and holly uh, for dealing with my really picky ass the entire yeah. time with it. But, um, I mean, we, we did a couple of things went into it. I mean, pre-draft, we I did a ton of research in terms of, like, their social media, like, first and foremost. Yep. And saying, yeah, like, I, I'd heard that about you guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, who's got the most followers? Who's been active? I went back to last year, two years, seeing who was active during Beer Week, yeah. who was doing, like, the most to really try to make it as you know just close as possible we were looking for that big social media presence because at the end of the day that's what's going to matter that's what's going to drive the performance that's what's going to drive the performance exactly we i think we built ours a pretty decent way in terms of getting a lot of 
big names and also big names from both big breweries and small breweries in the same aspect. You know, we were able to get the shop with number one overall pick, two-time winner, um, you know, big brewery in Arizona with Four Peaks, uh, BRI, Mother Road, Husk, kind of a couple of the big heavy hitters that are going for those like home run derby kind of style performances just so that we can really load up with as much as we can so that we were comfortable with wherever we really placed them in the draft that we are in the bracket I should say that we were very just aware of being saying hey I think regardless of who we put in there from our 12 they have the best chance to win okay hmm. nice I like, I like very very analytical and I can appreciate that from when it comes to fantasy sports I'm a, 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 <laughs> a massive nerd where I'm you know searching the catalog, scouring the internet, figuring out yeah. what kind of competitive advantage I can. And that's what's important about understanding this Arizona Brewers bracket is that it comes down to, you know, it is a little bit of a popularity contest and it is social media driven. So looking at those factors, do play a very big role? And Mike, for you and your team, yeah, what were you guys looking at? Well, Team Suaro, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel kind of bad now because we didn't really look at the – I don't think we really took a look at some of that stuff. But. Well, I mean, you ended up with Renhouse as a number one pick, yeah. too, so that's not, that's not too bad either. Yeah, we feel good. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think we kind of, like, just threw a bunch of stuff out there, like, okay, here's a brewery we'd like to get. Here's another brewery. I think we came up – we maybe were brainstormed, like, maybe ten breweries we wanted to try to get. Yeah. Surprisingly, I think we got, like – Pretty much got you know, what you eight, wanted. Eight or nine of the ten. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we didn't pick – you know, we knew we couldn't get, like, four of the – top breweries for right. sure you know we knew we would, couldn't get that but yeah but the, the ones we wanted like let's try to get you know let's try to get smelter town a little bit later let's tr- let's get yeah. roses by the stairs let's yeah you know and and we were able to do it so we feel pretty good about uh, the our list the, deli- the deliberation was really funny with our team too because it's similar <laughs> to that we had a wish list of about 18 to 20 breweries that were okay. like these are the ones we want. The other 24 are, like, great breweries in their own right, but we feel comfortable with these, like, 20 or so. And, like, the dibler, d- deliberation, like, oh, like, we really want this brewery. Like, you know, can we afford to let them slide another round? Is this something that, like, you know, we can get this top tier running back in the mm-hmm. fifth round of the NF, you know, the yes. fantasy football draft? And just, like, just the it was funny, like, having the side chat with my team and just saying, like, hey, like, you know, like, oh, crap, this, these people disagree. Are we comfortable with this one? Is it too early? Is it too late? Like, how should we approach right. this? And just like that, just that fantasy aspect with it was great. Mm-hmm. It was really hard for me watching from the outside in and not being involved with it, but I, I really appreciate that you guys had the experience you did with it because when I talked to uh, Team Cactus Wren with Trey and Charlie, I didn't say it on air to them. Maybe I will after I have this pint. But I was like, they, they reminded me of the team who you have in every fantasy draft where it was like, you know, they might be big Cowboy fans. So they went out and they drafted all their Cowboy fans. This is Dak's year, I promise. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, I mean, no no shot at the Cowboys or who they drafted, but it was like they wanted – they knew who they – they just wanted favorites, and it didn't matter when they got them, where they got them. But it seems like each of you kind of had your own – there was more to it than where your heart was. There was heart and head a little bit. Well, what yeah. what happened for us was we were the fourth out of the four different teams. And mm-hmm. I was going off of a lot of what, um, during the first 48, what people were saying and picking. And it actually tremendously shocked us when certain breweries that were maybe not talked about as great as others were then going up a lot higher and yeah. based off of mm-hmm. following and presence. Yeah. And it kind of made me upset. So I'm like, <laughs> you guys advocated for these breweries over these. Yes. And then time, when push comes to shove, 
Yeah, so you thought you had you thought you had a read on them. So I thought I had a huge read, and I'm not disappointed in any of my breweries that we've selected. And I love my my drafts, but I think uh, definitely threw a curveball. I have to say, (laughs) Mike, you you brought up roses by the stairs, and I said you guys got them as a as a seven seed, which is absolutely incredible. I've been in there twice now. And then was just recently in Pueblo Vida who tipped me off that they're making an IPA with Roses by the Stairs. And to me, I think their trajectory has huge potential. Yeah. Huge potential. I mean, it's a cool name, first of all. Yeah. Like, it, it vibes <laughs> with a lot of us, uh, you know, in this generation as far as the Blink-182 reference. The brewery super clean, super nice. Uh, I, the customer service has always been really enjoyable for me being in there. Um, and then c- collabing with a place like Pueblo Vida, I would is, is would you say that it's going to be a big sleeper pick for you? To oh, make, I, make I, big waves, Cinderella oh, yeah. style. Oh, I think so. It could be. I mean, they're fairly new. I think they just opened in May, yeah, so you know that that could be the one thing that kind of holds them back. But a year from now, yeah, I think they're really going to be going. But you never know; they still could be a sleeper. And yeah, that yeah, they. Could. I mean, the song too. I'm a I'm a big <laughs> hockey guy. Yes, my team is the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, and uh, between periods, the second and third period of uh-huh. the Avs games, they all the whole stadium sings the, the song. You yeah, know? yeah, really. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and it's really cool. And of course, they won the Stanley Cup championship and yeah, stuff. So that's, that's but, yeah, be a great that, vibe. that's a great brewery. You're, you're just pushing them for them off of that alone. You're like, come on, bring it home, baby. Let's go. <laughs> right? I know. And then I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a Verde Valley guy. I lived in, mm-hmm. in the Verde Valley for 26 years. And so and I, with our uh, 12 breweries, we got three from the Verde Valley. So that was, that oh, was pretty surprising. Nice. We have uh, Sedona. We have that. And then we have Smelter Town. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as I was mentioning with, with Roses by the Stairs is... I think that they have Cinderella potential, make it into the Sweet 16. But what we love so much about this bracket, and like I've had conversations with some of the beer tenders here or other places that I've gone to, and they talk about the bracket, just how it brings awareness to certain breweries that they might not know about. I'm going to say I'm going to be surprised, but I'm not going to be surprised when so many people see the bracket and they're like, oh, I've never heard of Roses by the Stairs. And then they go out there and then getting great feedback or... As we say, it brings the consumer to the digital doorstep of Roses by the Stairs. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you're going to have people going out and looking at this brewery on social media, or that they're going to end up making a visit and making an opinion, and then following them and expecting feedback from Roses. And then Roses can do what they will with that. And yep. that being said, looking at two other guys who have teams, who is, who is that team or that brewery? For you guys with your squads, in terms of like who's going to benefit outside the bracket from yeah, this, who do you, you think? think's going to gain uh, some exposure and maybe underrepresented in the social media? That's going to see a big benefit. I mean, personally, from mine, I think that off of our list, it's not an, it's not a newer brewery per se, but it is new-ish mm-hmm. in terms of with with Greenwood. I think Greenwood oh, is God. is doing amazing things in downtown phoenix megan is cranking out some amazing beers out there that rosemary ipa might very well be my favorite beer in the entire state yeah. i mean it goes great with you being the pizza guy like i yeah, think that you can have right next to il bosco right next to il bosco shout like, out jeff shout, yeah any <laughs> any of the pizzas there at il bosco are just clutch in my mind but i think greenwood can i mean i think it's just there you're kind of you're surrounded by a lot of 
big names down there in downtown Phoenix. You've oh, got Wilderness sure. down the street. You've got Pedal House down the street. You know, you got a ton of tap rooms, and it's very easy to get lost. But I think that they're doing great as it is. But it could definitely be a great push to you know help them kind of break you know to help them kind of break and move on to that next tier. You know what I mean? Like, just I, I think, and even so, we picked them because we thought they could make a lot of noise in this yeah. draft. We thought you know, given their you know given their background and being you know all women owned brewery and having just every a story behind every beer. Not it's not a beer that they brewed because they liked it. It was a beer that's like, hey, here is my influence behind it. Here's mm-hmm. why I wanted to make it. And we were like, you know, as a four seed, they can go in and upset a one seed. And that was how and that's personally how we placed them is we thought, you know, being a four seed they could take out uh, any number of the one seeds in there. I, I that very well said. I feel like that you're right on with that. They're on the cusp of breaking through from good to great as far as the as far as the way that the public represents them Correct, us being yeah. beer nerds we know damn well that greenwood does great things the vibe in there is super cool the location is elite um you know and their accessibility is getting better like you can find them inside uh sprouts now and you can find them at other they actually just released a costco pack the other day that's got <laughs> a, it's a 12 pack yeah that's got their Rosemary, her story, the Pilsner, and I think Emerald Light, their light IPA. There you go. See, that's, they just in, that's that in insider Costco. info. That's, like, that, that makes it a, a big nab. Shout out you. Megan with the Greenwood Beer Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And I will say Greenwood was on our list, and that's the one of them we didn't uh, get. Got so, taken for the, yeah. the reasons, you know, they're, we go there quite often, my wife and I. They're, they're a great brewery. Yeah. Love Greenwood. Cody, what do you think? You know, on our list um, – I've always been looking at front porch. Yeah. You know, they're up north. They're a little bit out of the way. The next is Simple Machine. They're up, uh, they're right, they're right up there. They're, you know, I love their story too. Um, I believe it was, uh, the family brewing on their front porch and they started making some great beers, decided to open up a shop. And if you go in there, you'll have an amazing experience. Um, the first time I went in, I had their toasty blonde. It's like 7.4%. It's killer. Yes. And the rest of their beers, too, on top of that are super underrated. It's like you feel like a part of the family when you walk in. Yeah. The aesthetics in there, too, are very nice. They're, and their, they, chalk artwork, their chalk artwork is also A-plus in there nice. on all of their beer labels and whatnot. And uh, Pub Pass. Pub Pass, too. Shout out Pub Pass. Shout I was in there uh, recently, and I think they did a variant of like that toasted blonde that was like a peppermint one or something. It was like yep. some uh, like winter seasonal. It was just freaking phenomenal but that area you said like hard to get to but it is now i mean it is it's north north valley for sure north north valley but that area is becoming a destination now with lake pleasant simple machine front porch so for like the beer people and i think katsune is not too far yep yeah, it's probably about like 10 minutes away give or yeah take. so it's becoming 57th and like bell i think is where it's at mm-hmm. yeah yeah which yeah, I'm looking forward to that trip. <laughs> looking forward to that trip for sure. So now that it comes to the part, the, the segment of the pod where we're looking for, it could be a bold prediction. It could not be a bold prediction, but we're looking for March 24th. We're going to be down here at Wicked Rain. It's also going to be their one-year anniversary. It's going to be awesome. They're going to have food trucks, live music. It's going to be a good time. But it's also the day that we're crowning our champion. Our championship round is going to be coming to a conclusion there. You could say in the first three years of the Arizona Brewers bracket, it's been a lot of chalk. The shop has made it to the finals all three years. They are going to be an absolute monster to stop in this game. Uh, Renhouse has been a force. 
Dark Sky coming up. Dark Sky was a force last year. We ended our championship matchup last year. Each team had over a thousand votes for them. So I want to know when we're down here, late March, celebrating the one year anniversary, who are we crowning a champion? And do you see a surprise Final Four team? Rudy, you got to take this one first. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. I, I will agree that, that, that was, there was a lot going on there. No, you're good. There was a lot going on there. So we're looking like surprise. Who do you think could potentially be a surprise Final Four? And who mm-hmm. your champion could be? I mean, Rudy, there's not much to think. You've got the, crisp, got you've the, got the crispy pocket tee <laughs> yeah. on. I've got, I've got bo- the, I'm representing boys, my David, number one seed. David, Dylan, those guys, they know what they're doing. Let me take you down memory lane really quick. Last year, they were, they were, in the, they were on the same side of the bracket as Renhouse because they had played in the championship the year before. I decided to doctor it that way to make sure that we got a new champion in there. That final vote between them, it was 1,100 to 1,109 with votes. Yeah, I, was, I, 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 I think were, I remember. There were nine yeah. votes. I think I remember you posting, and it said 50%, 50%. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, it was like you had to post the total tally, too, yes. because you were like, <laughs> you were like I'm not. I keep receipts. I'm not, I'm not BSing anybody <laughs> and keep, saying I that, keep like, receipts. here's the difference of three, you know, like yes. the eight votes that it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, picture. Photo op. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, if I were to say that I, you know, took my number one pick to be the shop and didn't think that they were going to win, right. I think I would be, you know, kind of lying to myself at that point. I, I think it's a, I'm going to choose the champion, ride with the champion until proven otherwise. I mean, they've been in the finals all three years. They've won it twice. You know, you can't, I don't think you can go against that. I think my Lee Corso bold prediction, college football style, mm-hmm. is saying that I think opening weekend for the bracket, I would be willing to bet that, you know, out of the, what is it, 40, 48, so there's 20, there's what, 20 matchups because you take out like mm-hmm. all the one through four, or whatever yeah, the case may there's be. There's 32, 16 are eliminated yeah. day one. So there'll be, yeah, so there'll be 16 matchups. I think out of the 16 matchups, I would not be surprised to see at least like five of an underdog seed, a lower seed taking out a higher seed. Oh, I would agree. I, I agree. I, I think I that agree. there's going to be. I would agree. I think there's going to be a good deal of kind of, you know, we'll we'll just call it like the little Cinderella seed coming in and taking it out at that point. As far as anybody that could potentially really yeah. do any sort of like outside of your normal suspects who've made it through. And that was part of my research as well, as I took it and I said, who finished where, what year? Yep. And that's how we got in to see if there are trends of people going upwards. I, I think your usual suspects of, like, the Ren House, the shop, are going to be people that are gonna, you're going to see again in that Final mm-hmm. Four. Um, my, my personal one, honestly, I think comes from the cattle bracket of what we're kind of consuming so far. We have Goldwater as number one seed. Um, and, you know, kind of a couple others in there, I would be willing to bet that we're going to see a different Final Four come out of that one, I think. Ooh, it, I mean, I don't know if that's a uh, slide at me. You know, I'm wearing the Goldwater hat. I got the Dark Sky beer shirt. That's my Final Four prediction. I just I see what is in there right now in terms of the teams, and there's a lot of heavy hitters that we, that we haven't even placed it in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got all top four seeds, and so Goldwater has to get through – you know, like a pedal house, a hus, a simple machine, Santan, mm-hmm. four peaks in there. That's the like, thing is those, it's those, a heavy those high volume mm-hmm. breweries, 
do pretty pretty well pretty well the the peaks the hus yeah you know the ones that you see in 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 fries and safeway yeah because the, for a majority of our voting population right those are the ones that they see on a regular basis most accessible yeah most yeah. accessible right and like that's what they're familiar with not gonna like, lie that's why we chose barrio yeah in every safeway and fries mm-hmm. <laughs> right i'm gonna say the the people that are making the most noise this year because they all make great beer they all make yeah. different beer but what uh Goldwater's opening up the place on Ray uh-huh. Road. Yep. Uh, Pedal House is opening up something new. In Oso the air, just expanded in the airport. Oh, Oso wow. just expanded their dog park. Um, mm-hmm. Who else is making noise? But those people are going to be the most relevant as yeah. in this bracket mm-hmm. versus people who are just not necessarily sitting back, but they're sticking to their one location. They're maybe not in stores, maybe not accessible in other tap rooms. Accessibility. Yeah. Accessibility, right. visibility too, I would say, right? Like the, the social media presence as well. Like, the shop does such a good job each year because they're so engaged with what's going on. They're absolute competitors. You know, I believe uh, yeah. Dylan over the shop was, you know, a high school athlete. And, like, he understands, like, okay, like, <laughs> I, I don't want to lose, blah, blah. Like, hey, nobody's – like, and they'll do whatever. It's like, you know, if they see they're behind in the final six hours of a matchup, they're sending, you know, to their email, their email chain. They're messaging friends and family, like, hey, don't forget to vote. And, yeah, Absolutely. They cover all bases. Which makes them a force. Mm-hmm. Mike, what say you? Well, and Suaro Renhouse is our number one. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I, I feel pretty good about that. I, I think they'll win it. Um, but very tough and, to. And <laughs> Renhouse, too, if you talk about like quality beer across the board, yeah. barrel aged, hazy, right. traditionals, oh, yeah. even like non traditionals. Yeah. I go into their brewery and I just, I just like stare at that tap list for a little bit like <laughs> yes. what in the world so but you know but they're they're my favorite brewery also but only by just a little bit i mean there's a bunch of you know there's a it's, bunch of good breweries out there there's definitely like a 1a through one like yeah l yeah. when it comes to like the breweries that you're just like man it's like splitting hairs oh, trying yeah. to figure out who you like more at that point yeah but my uh if i had to predict a brewery going through i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh, i'm gonna say simple machine uh, they're they're on our list, and I I uh, would not be surprised, and I think they're in the same bracket as Goldwater, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if Simple Machine comes through there, and that's nothing against Goldwater because they you are know, fantastic. Uh, a true story for this entire Brewers bracket. I do have a sentimental pick, and it would be if Simple Machine can no, if Simple Machine can make it, and stay with me here. If Simple Machine can make it to the championship round here, it's also going to conclude on. Wicked Rain's one-year anniversary, and Wicked Rain is going to be releasing a collab with Simple Machine, a black IPA. Uh-huh. It's kind of like Mahomes and Andy <laughs> Reid winning the Super Bowl inside the State Farm Stadium. It's a little bit like that. So, uh, you know, it for me, I think if Simple Simple Machine would be it's in the stars would be the best. It like in the stars. We're reading the the tarot yeah. cards. That's funny. It would be the most amazing story. Yeah. And they make incredible beer. I've never heard anybody have a, a bad word to say about Marshall up there. I've not met him personally yet, maybe other than like a quick little handshake. Someday would love to because I've heard so many great stories about him. But, yeah, that would be my in-the-stars pick. <laughs> yep. I just want to Lake Pleasant. Uh, yep. I'm not going to say that they're going to yep. win the whole thing, but I really want them to do well. Yes. Going I- on their first year, phenomenal beer. As my local watering hole, 
I hope so, too. They're yeah. not even my local watering hole. Yeah. And I just know that they do great stuff there. And it's a fun time. Yeah, I'll, I'm I'll, glad you guys touched on yeah. that because earlier when I was talking <laughs> with Charlie and Trey, I said Lake Pleasant is definitely like the, the committee favorite. It was like you guys all did such a great job is if you hadn't turned over a stone in like visiting a brewery, you guys went out there and did it. And there was a few people who hadn't been to Lake Pleasant yet because the people who had been there hyped it up so much. And when they got there, they had nothing but great things to say. So uh, Lake Pleasant, you guys are on the radar, and everybody loves you. And if you haven't been to Lake Pleasant yet, you need to get out there and visit them. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. But as we wrap this thing up, I just want to take time. I, I mentioned it with Eric. I mentioned it with Charlie and Trey. You know, when I was building a committee, it was to create distance between my relationships that I have with people in the beer community. To not, to not offend, you know, whatever friendships or whatever the connections I may have made with people. And I thought the idea, like, hey, let's bring in 15 people. And until, you know, four weeks ago, you guys were all strangers to me. We're all getting to know each other. We have a group chats together. And I feel like I've gotten to know you guys. And uh, I could not be more satisfied with how thorough, how knowledgeable, how you guys have just really taken this experience and, and created level of comfort. Like I said, I told you guys earlier on a side conversation, I said, once I got to meet you guys or knew what you were all about, it was like, Jesus, take the wheel, man. Like, <laughs> cool, here's the next process and here's how I'd like it done. And then you guys have just absolutely thank you from the bottom of my heart and looking yeah. forward to having you guys around for many, many years. No absolutely. problem. Looking I, to be here for many, many years. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to throw one thing out there too that there's a lot of good breweries in Arizona that didn't even make it into our oh, into absolutely. our top 48, and I feel I bad for them because. But that's how good Arizona beers are now. Mm-hmm. We have great breweries. I was yeah. actually having this discussion yesterday, like because I because I mean I like I work for Pedal House. I do offsite events for Pedal House, and I was at the Chandler Beer and Wine Fest yesterday, or our Wine and Arts Fest, but we were beer there because we're right there, and you know obviously it made sense. And I was talking with some guy who is from Colorado. And even, like, you know, you, you consider, like, there's, like, two areas that you consider to be, like, craft beer meccas. And that's, like, Oregon slash Seattle and Colorado, like, in general. And he's, like, honestly, he's, like, as somebody who's an outsider looking in, he's, like, we've just been going to breweries all week. And he's, like, I would put Arizona in, like, that top five, like, craft beer, like, you know, centric communities that just gets it. And it's, mm-hmm. like, and the, and the crazy thing is it's still growing. It's still getting better. You know, if you figure, like, Four Peaks is the oldest brewery out there. You've got a ton that are in that, like, 5 to 10 range, and even more that are in that 1 to 5 range. Mm-hmm. It's just only getting better each yeah. year by year, and it's nuts to say that, mm-hmm. hey, these are the top 48. There's another, you know, what another 60, how many, whatever the number is <laughs> yeah. in Arizona. I think the last time I checked, there was, like, 120 Arizona breweries total yeah. or something like that. No, yeah, one. <laughs> I don't, I Numbers get, go. I was yeah. like, yeah. I, yeah. I, was like, I gave you the list, so I don't know. Like, but... <laughs> Um, but like 120 or whatever, just to say that, hey, these are the 48. And like when it came to the last eight, we're splitting hairs like, yeah, and yes. just trying to, you know, get that taken care of. So definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. And uh, in talking with other groups and like keeping it, expanding it to 48, I like the idea of leaving it at 48. And my, my challenge to anyone who's listening and saying, you know, we didn't make it into the top 48 is like any dream that I would have for my son or any athlete that I've coached is, you know, if you don't make it into the top 48, what are we going to do? Like, let's, let's just try to find a way to make things better moving forward. 
to get into that 48? What can we do? Look, look within. What can we do? Can we increase social media engagement? Can we increase visibility? There are little things that you can do. You don't have to be a old Bisbee is in. Old Bisbee, you can't yeah. find their beer on a shelf here in the valley. <laughs> it's because people have had great experiences down there. Yeah, you got to go to Bisbee. Right, you got to go to Bisbee. <laughs> cool and the, spot. And so there are things that you can do, and it, you don't need to be, you know, four peaks in inside of every you know Circle K in the state. You don't have to be. Word of mouth advertising is the number one advertising out there for sure. And what I want to shout out to all the the voters is, you know, have fun with it, but it's community. You know, take it seriously as well. Put some passion into it. Stand up for you guys that you love, but then also make a little bit of an educated decision on others that you may not know. Ask a friend, talk about it. Go take a trip and grab some beer. Yeah. Support local, vote very much intentionally, and have fun with it as well. I love that as a, yep. sen- as a send-off message, too, is it's like, don't talk shit, spread love. That's <laughs> it, man. Like, you know, love what you love and uh, support it to the end. You know, if, if your brewery, your local watering hole, you know... You get beat by another one, go in there the next weekend, shake their hands, say, good job.